Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Film Club Podcast, where every week, me and Miss Boo go back and forth, bringing each other movies, expanding our horizons. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad, but it's always fun here at the Film Club. Boom! Nailed it. Only took two tries. Right, Boo? Wow. You forgot your own intro. I do that a lot. I forget a lot of things. I've only done one intro because you're Mr. I gotta do the intro, and you forgot it. I forget a lot of things. But this movie we're about to talk about is unforgettable. You can say that again. This movie we're about to talk about is unforgettable. So what movie are we watching this week? We're going to be watching the John Carpenter masterpiece. the Starring Kurt Russell. Big Trouble in Little China. Not The Thing. I know everybody's thinking it was The Thing, but it's Big Trouble in Little China. I mean, when you say John Carpenter masterpiece, I think Halloween. Oh, I, The I, Thing's I... way better. Mm, no. Yes, absolutely it is. The Thing is the greatest horror film of all time. No. Yes. No. Yes. Halloween. The Thing. Halloween, as we have your Michael Myers Funko Pop staring down on us as we record this. Boo. Boo. The Thing is strictly superior. Sorry, Halloween is... Well, I guess that's the end of the Film Club podcast. Uh, we might see you next week. Uh, maybe, maybe. But yeah, Boo, so to continue with our April theme of comedies, I brought this action-adventure comedy to the table. A little bit leaning more on the action, but the comedy is definitely there in, I guess, concept and tone. This is a... This in is spirit? A, in spirit. In, in ghostly, Chinese, evil sorcerer spirit because i was waiting for a while for something funny to happen kind of took a while wow wow <laughs> that's right shots fired shots <laughs> fired indeed this movie is great but yeah i, but... I mean it was more action oriented than it was comedic yeah i mean a lot of the comedy you get from the movie is from kurt russell's jack burton who is just this um he's the stereotypical like action movie hero but he's such a bumbling like incompetent buffoon compared to everyone else in the movie it's just so funny to see him like interact with this crazy world i have one question yes after we finish this episode are you going to be done impersonating jack burton just remember what your old pal jack burton said it's all in the reflexes yeah i'll be done and also it's it's a pretty bad jack burton impression it's mostly my impression of Kurt Russell impersonating John Wayne, which is what Jack Burton is, but besides the point. Oh, I know, but I mean, for everybody that's listening today, I've had to listen to this for a couple weeks now, so please. <laughs> please help me out. I'll stop. It's fine. Thank you. Because if I have to hear here on Pork Chop Radio, just letting you know, your old buddy Jack, whatever. Oh, come on, Boo. When that big evil mother's looking in the eyes and asks if you paid your dues, you just tell them what your old pal Jack Burton said. Paid my dues, checks in the mail. Come on, checks in the mail? That's a great, that's a great line. That's great. It's glorious. The whole movie's glorious. But yeah, boo. Okay. Big Trouble in Little China. All movie's right, great. so give us your, uh, your, th uh, I wanted to say your theater pitch. My theater pitch? <laughs> yes, give us your theater pitch. No, give us your elevator pitch. My elevator pitch for Big Trouble in Little China? Yes. Okay. The stereotypical, the stereotypical action movie hero and minority sidekick archetype is turned on its head 
as we go into the mysterious world of San Francisco's little Chinatown. And Can I just cut in really quick? Yes. Man, I mean, we, we're from L.A., so we have our own Chinatown here. But damn, the one in San Francisco is a lot cooler than the ours. The one in San Francisco was bumping. I was like, man, I'd rather hang out there than ours. Which, I mean, granted, ours has, you know, been here for a long time. But it's like two blocks and this is like literally a town. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'd rather go around there and just wander around, look at everything. It's pretty nice. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So, I'd, someday I'd like to go up to San Francisco. I've never been. We'll go next week. It'll be fun. Yeah, we'll see. But yeah. So, if the archetype is turned on its head as they go into the crazy mysterious world of chinatown in the attempt to save the damsel in distress from the evil chinese sorcerer that is mm, trying to fulfill a prophecy so he can take over the world (laughs) that's basically the plot of the movie it's a really weird plot and it's kind of it gets kind of weird and complicated because there is an evil sorcerer there's wang who is trying to save his wife fiance fiance yeah his fiance from said evil sorcerer there's also some weird like a news reporter person and a lawyer trying to like unravel this weird conspiracy thing going on about there's, this chinese sex trafficking ring and there's a whole there's a whole thing there's thor that has like a lampshade on his head that is raiden he is he's one of the three storms he's also the basis for raiden in mortal kombat yes he is also uh shun su from mortal kombat is based on oh god i uh low pan from this movie yeah yeah it, great great this movie is awesome this yeah. is the most 80s movie that ever 80s in the 80s i mean i thought it was pretty cool doing the research and seeing that they were you know inspirations for mortal kombat yeah but yeah so big trouble in little china boom I have another question. Yes. Are you wearing a tank top today to to match no, <laughs> Kurt Russell in the movie? No, I'm wearing a tank top today because I just got off of work and right, I, I work in a machine right. shop. So, I, yeah, it's a little rough. Were you driving that forklift today pretending you were on the ham radio? No, I am not that sad. Thank you. <sighs> but yeah, so Big Trouble in Little China. Boo, your thoughts on the film being a first-time watcher? This is totally a Dean movie. Is it? Is it totally a Dean movie? Yes, it is. That That's what I kept thinking. I mean, the, the action sequences I really enjoyed. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, these guys kick ass. Yeah! So it was cool to see that. Uh, the story was just kind of like, what the fuck am I watching, you know? <laughs> you know, starting from, you know, the airport, she gets kidnapped, and, you know, the supernatural breaking out into the streets of... Chinatown in San Francisco. The the two warring gangs doing kung fu martial arts. Yeah. I was just like, what the hell am I watching? And then it just progresses and progresses. And, we've and got... then the three storms come down from the sky and start just unmortalizing people. Yeah. So I don't know how I feel about this movie. It's great. Just face it, this movie's great. Uh-huh. Did so... you have a fun time? I had an interesting time. Interesting time, okay. Yes. Is that because it's a Dean movie? Yes. Why don't you explain to people what a Dean movie is? Is it just watch this movie and you will know? Watch this movie, watch Eraserhead, watch Gangs in New York, because Dean wasn't in it, you know, wholeheartedly for Gangs in New York. He just wanted me to watch a long movie. Basically, yeah. I was like, hey, I'll watch Gangs in New York. Gangs in New York is a fun is a fun watch. And then I remembered, oh wait, no, that movie's like four hours long. But, yeah, it was a fun watch, yeah. But yeah, th- this is a Dean movie. Um, so let me ask you, mm-hmm. when was the first time that you s- you saw this movie? 
first time I saw it, I think I was maybe like 13 or 14, something like that. And I can't even remember if I saw it like on TV or something like that. I, I might have saw it on like AMC, like mm-hmm. way back in the day when, you know, I was having that kind of cable. And yeah, it like I caught it on there, like maybe like. 10 minutes into the movie yeah when they were doing like the fight sequence mm-hmm. and the i was alleyway. like in the alleyway and i'm like oh this looks cool and i watched the rest of the movie and i'm like this movie's awesome and then i got the movie like years later when i was like oh yeah i remember that movie and then i watched it again and i'm like yeah this movie still holds up this movie's still great i imagine because we watch these movies separately so we don't see each other's reactions or mm-hmm. commentary i imagine that 13 year old dean's reaction to this movie is still the same to modern day dean Man, that's badass. Yeah, basically. Neat. Neat. That's badass. All right. Yeah. Again, you know, those are like my three phrases if you ever meet me in real life. Neat. Badass. Huh. That's cool. Yeah, Yeah. that's about it. Pretty much, yeah. Very very stock answers. But, you know. But come on, boo. You gotta you gotta dig on this movie, right? Come on, you have Kurt Russell, Kim Cattrall. You, You liked Dennis Dunn. I as did. as Wong. Yeah, he or was as Wang. As Sorry. Wang, yeah. Wang was uh, my favorite character in the movie cuz I mean he's the hero. He is. I mean Kurt Russell is just Kurt Russell. He's there. Kim Cattrall, you know, she's there. Gracie Law, you know, she she's on the story. <laughs> uh, I love how her name is what she, is Gracie Law. Mm-hmm. That is the name a a bad pulp writer would come up for the mm-hmm. female protagonist mm-hmm. in a detective story. Yeah. Right? And that is perfect. That is what this movie is. That's it is up a there with like, like Miss Wright. Oh God, she walked. She walked in to the to the office. You know, the Venetian blinds were you know cutting in you know black shadows onto her face. She said her name was Miss Wright. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. Yeah, like it, it's great. It's so good. Uh, but yeah, and then you have also Victor Wong is in this movie, and he's one of those character actors that's been in infinite movies egg was great egg yeah egg is hilarious also the opening sequence when he's just shooting lightning in his hands yeah when he's he's talking to what a lawyer yeah and he's talking to a lawyer and they're like hey you gotta tell us what happened to half of chinatown why is there this gang war and he's like it's magic and it shoots lightning from his hands to show the lawyer and then we transition back to you know the beginning of this This chaotic what is it like 24 hours Something like that? Yeah, probably like 24 hours, maybe like two days. Mm-hmm. No, no, it's probably like 24 hours, right? They go to the airport. Like, Jack shows up like early in the morning, and then they go to the airport, and then, yeah, it probably takes course of like a day or two. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome. They're going through the sewers. They fight a, They fight the Sasquatch. There's a... A huge, like, floating head that, like laughs and talks a little bit that has eyes you know it's like a beholder but yeah one of the guys like just spontaneously blows up well he blew up because he was so angry that low pan died and then he started blowing up because you know he is he is thunder which is the winds and he's blowing up and and his head explodes and then his shoes explode because he's blowing up out of his clothes. Yeah, you know, the shoes he's, he's pop the off. You know, everything starts to explode. His face, you know, blows up. And I think I recognize his face from a meme. Yes, no, that's the, the, where this meme comes from. I saw it, from. I was like, oh my god. I'm like, I've seen that meme before, so now I get it. 
You're finally in on the joke. I'm finally in on the joke. I get it. But <sighs> yeah, it, it's a Dean movie. I mean, some of like the behind the scenes stuff was cool. Uh, like Egg's uh, touring car that he has. Yeah, that's from, God, it, it's from like a national park that they borrowed for the movie. And now it's commemorated as the Hollywood tour bus. Yeah, I can't it, remember what park it is, though. It's in Yellowstone National Park. Oh, shit. So it's here. So we could, you know, <laughs> go see the car. That sounds cool. But yeah, you know, um, what's your favorite part of this movie? Or Can, can is I it... say all of it? <laughs> I, I was going to have a feeling you're going to say all of it. I mean, probably one of my favorite bits is it's got to be when, when it's like the final battle. They walk in. The, like... Um, Wang is there and so are all the gang members and Egg is there and they're like get ready and they pull out their swords and like the nunchucks and they're getting ready mm -hmm. to like you know do their martial arts stuff and they rush in and Jack is like let's go ah and he yells and he shoots his gun at the ceiling you know to like yeah we're gonna we're gonna mm -hmm. get him and then he shoots part of the rocks out and knocks himself unconscious for like half the fight yeah and I'm just like that that is this movie in a nutshell it is, it is Jack thinking he is the main character in this movie and just getting, he is so outclassed by everyone around him. Yeah. It, it, it reminds me of like, um, the Green Hornet, uh, like TV show back in the sixties oh, okay. with Bruce, with, um, Bruce Lee. Yeah. Where, great show. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a great show because Bruce Lee's in it. The rest of, of it is like, it's a nice Batman ripoff, but mm -hmm. like you watch it and you realize, man, Kato is a way better, like, fighter than the Green Hornet mm -hmm. could ever possibly be. Yeah. It's so, it's so funny. Where it's like, the hero is there and his sidekick has to be the competent one mm -hmm. through the whole thing. It's great. I like that. But in, and in this, you're just like, man, we are literally following the sidekick of this movie. Yes. Yes, we are. And it, it's great. I love that. I love that dynamic. I love that aspect. And I think, you know... Again, I think I like every John Carpenter movie. Mm -hmm. I mean, almost every John Carpenter movie, Ghosts of Mars withstanding. But yeah, like the it's great. Like I like it's how it's directed. I like all the actors. I think it's super funny. I think it's it's cheesy as hell. Oh yes, this is this is four layers of Italian cheese kind of cheese. I mean, it wouldn't be a Dean movie without the cheese. You gotta love the cheese. I mean, I love cheese, but like. Gene, Dean's just like, you know, we gotta choke everybody with the cheese. Great cheese. But yeah, boo. But yeah, I, I deeply enjoy this movie. But you, you do not seem to enjoy this movie. I want to know why. I want to know what, what is it that you don't like about this movie. So I can tell you you're wrong. I mean, you love doing that regardless. Correct. But, I don't know. It just, it's just kind of all over the place. Yeah. You know... I think it needed more comedy than it had. Mm. I mean, I appreciate the um, the action in this movie. Mm -hmm. A bit of romance in this movie between, you know, Jack and Gracie Law. Gracie Law. You can't Attorney her, at Law. You, you can't just call her Gracie. She's Gracie Law. Yes. So you have that, you know, dynamic. dynamic. You have Wang trying to get his girl back. But I mean, you know, Wang's my favorite from the movie. Yeah. Because he just kicks some serious ass. Super talented. Um, yeah, it's just, it's all right. You it's know? all right. It's yeah, all. It's all right. Why you gotta come on, Boo? You know, you know, this movie is great. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. It's a thing. 
Yeah, that's a thing. Uh, but yeah, but in our but in our comedy month, this is definitely on the action comedy spectrum, right? It's far it's it's definitely more of an action movie, but you can you can qualify this as a comedy, right? Like an action comedy film. I guess. It may be in the vein of like I guess like Rush Hour wouldn't be a great comparison, but kind of in that vein. It's mostly an action movie, but it's it, it's has like basically two comedians in the re- in the leads. Yeah, and you know, speaking of Rush Hour, they original the studio originally wanted Jackie Chan to be uh, Wang in this movie. It's almost like I planned this segue. I uh, know, right? Yeah. But you know, Jackie uh, Jackie Chan declined the role, mm. and it's like, can you imagine if Jackie Chan had taken it? Oh, this movie would have been remembered far differently. Yeah, because Jackie Chan is an absolute beast. Yeah, I love is, watching his movies. And this was right after I think Rumble in the Bronx. I believe so. And like this is this is back when Jackie Chan's like knees were still good. Yeah, like he could still like like do stuff. Yeah, man, that would have been cool. Also, uh, granted, the fight scenes in this movie are great, and the effects are well, très excellent. And the then, cheesiness of effects of the eighties are just on display here in full bore. Oh yeah, and I mean, I thought things were cool. Like, um, of course, behind the scenes things is like my favorite things about movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thunder, he actually worked with the Hong Kong Police Department. And it's just like, like, dude, you know, dude can handle. He can you, take care of business. You see, you saw him in the movie, right? And he's like just this super jack. Oh dude. yeah. He is still that level of jack to this day. Really? Yeah. He does a bunch of stuff with like martial arts because I think that's his his thing. He's he is an actor, but like his main prerogative is that he's a professional martial artist. I think he does like, I think he's doing or did a documentary about like the nature of martial arts and mm-hmm. all this other stuff. But yeah, he's. He is still like ridiculously jacked. Huh. You know that? No, I. Well, yeah, I mean, not. this is my first time watching the movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. so you know, I, I really don't know the characters to are these actors too well, apart from like Kurt Russell and Kim Cattrall. Yeah. And um, where is he on the list? James Hong. James Hong, yes. Because James Hong, like Victor Wong, is another actor that has been in literally every movie. Yeah. It, I watch this, uh, these YouTubers, they're called Grim Collective, and mm-hmm. they go to, like, like sci-fi conventions and horror conventions, and I think they went to one either in 2019 or maybe 2020 before, you know, the world shut down, mm-hmm. and they met James Hong, and he was in the full David Lopin garb, oh, signing autographs. That and... man is my hero. So I, I recommend, I'll, I'll find it for you, Dean, so you can watch the interview, because he's in character doing the does he do the voice yes oh yes everything is wonderful and it's like i love james hong he's such a great actor and yeah and he's one of those actors that has great comedic timing yes. and all this other and all these other things what he was in uh, balls of fury yeah. i believe and uh, just any any scene with him and christopher walken mm-hmm. in that film is just just chef's kiss it's I also mean, funny because he's from like minnesota I like mean, the accent he puts on is completely fake the sentence James Hong and uh, Christopher Walken. Can you just imagine what kind of pairing that is right there? I just want that buddy comedy, but that buddy comedy made in like the 80s or 90s. Because I think now they might be too old to be in those kind of movies. You know, they're still, they're treasures. They they find a way. National treasures. But did you know who the studio wanted originally instead of Kurt Russell? Oh, I knew they wanted somebody else. And I know... John Carpenter wanted Kurt Russell to be in it because he's worked with him like 
five a, times. Yeah, a bunch of times. Yeah. I don't know if this was the fifth movie they worked together with or the fourth, because I think Escape from L.A. came out after this. Yeah, I think that might have been, like, the last of their movies together. Yeah. But originally, they wanted Jack Nicholson or Clint Eastwood. Oh, my God. Yeah, no. Absolutely not. And then there's an Easter egg to Clint Eastwood in this movie. Is there? Oh, is it? Is it the? Is it the forty-four? Yeah, and he goes, "Here you go. You'll feel like Dirty Harry." Yeah, that's. Uh, look, don't get me wrong. This movie would probably be far more memeable if it was Jack Nicholson. It would probably be way. It, it would probably actually be a worse movie if it if it did not have Kurt Russell. Like I'm not even memeing because mm-hmm. I think Kurt Russell is one of those actors that's really okay playing playing the buffoon. Yeah, he's he's okay playing like the schmuck. Where I think Clint Eastwood might take himself a little too seriously, and Jack Nicholson might be like, "Yo, I'm only doing this because like I can get to Lake, I can get to the the Staples Center in like ten minutes from the set with his own, you know, private jet." Yeah, exactly. Or could you take a helicopter back from San Francisco? It might be a far. It might be far. It might hmm. be a little far. But yeah, and that's the and that's like the thing there. Oh. Something I found out that was pretty cool. So the interior of Egg's uh, garage slash office in the movie. If there's something strange in your neighborhood. That's right. That's yeah. the interior for Ghostbusters. Their fire station twenty three. Wow. Wait, is that in? Is was that done on a sound stage or was that in? Um, no, in, I like th- like just a random location in like L.A. or. That, that was here in L.A. Okay. So we do have a Ghostbusters location here, because I know most of the movie was shot in New York. Yeah, like all the exterior stuff was in New York. Yeah, so it's pretty cool that we kind of have a little, you know, piece of Ghostbusters here. I know that it is kind of cool when you think about it is, um, like, this movie, I'm pretty sure it was actually filmed mostly in Los Angeles. Yeah. And, like, they only did a couple things anywhere else i don't i think they i think they only went to the actual san francisco chinatown like w- like once or twice probably just to get like exterior shots mm-hmm. but and i'm like why couldn't you just made it la's chinatown like it would have been like so much easier it was yeah, probably but... to avoid being compared to chinatown with jack nicholson that and our chinatown's really small when you because i mean i've seen pictures of the one in San Francisco, but see, you know, actually walking through ours and seeing theirs in comparison, it's like, yeah, it would have really been hard to kind of, you know, give them the, the depth that this movie has where mm-hmm. they're traveling around the city trying to outrun the, the gangs fighting with each other. Yeah. yeah well, this the... building that just, you know, has levels and levels beneath the surface that we actually get to see the earth's blood in this movie the earth's blood that is come on the mm, the, it's the the pulp is palatable but yeah like like, i said a dean movie it's so good it's so good it makes me so happy but yeah the um well thing with our chinatown is that yeah it is it is kind of small when you really think about it Mm -hmm. like i don't i don't actually know the specifications of how big chinatown really is i think it's only like a couple of blocks wide right yeah because i think it's bigger than little tokyo mm-hmm. it's definitely been a little tokyo yeah um and maybe it's about the same size as alvera street no alvera street's not even that i think alvera street's smaller than little tokyo is it i think so 
It's been so long since we've, you know, kind of wandered around downtown LA, so... Thanks, COVID. Yeah, so we'll have to, you know, compare, but I think it was probably the best choice for them to, you know, Go base it up there. Like yeah. But, uh, yeah, you know, we've got, like, a little bit of Ghostbusters in the movie. Uh, have you seen the movie called Used Cars with Kurt Russell? I, I know that. I know the what you're getting the, the at factoid. with this one. Yeah, I know the factoid on that one. When, uh... Because they need to send in somebody to go undercover at the Asian whorehouse sex slave operation. A brothel. And, a brothel. And they're like, the only way we can do this is if we send in some, some like, clueless white guy to go and try and, you know, mm. buy a woman. And they put some glasses and a cheap $3 suit on Kurt Russell. And Kurt Russell puts on the, uh, the old... Uh, you know, the white guy accent, you know, I'm just uh, coming in on business here, you know, mm. trying to trying to see the sights and, and whatnot. Good old regional accents. Mm -hmm. But yeah, and it's, oh, come on, it's so, that scene, that scene's funny. It's a funny scene, but that's the same outfit that he wore in used cars. Yeah. So that's where I was getting at. But it is a funny scene, especially when, you know, the roof gets ripped off. Mm -hmm. And we have, you know, this poor girl that has been on a flight, you know, coming to the States and, you know, she's abducted at the airport and, you know, she's strapped to a bed and then suddenly, you know, the, the skies <laughs> open up, they open up and, you know, new Thor comes down and takes her and it's just like, bruh, she's just having like the worst day ever. Absolutely. She's having the worst of worst days. And why? Cause she's got green eyes. Mm -mm -mm. All because of the green eyes, but Could've I wore did... contact lenses avoided the whole thing. Could have, but I thought it was funny that the woman that's, like, running the brothel, mm -hmm. she's in there making sure that no one takes, you know, their, their newest possession as she gets, like, thrown through a wall. I was like, I'm like that, that's pretty good. I'm it's like, good. Like, I like that kind of comedy when, you know, someone goes just flying through the air. People people flying through, like, the air makes you laugh. Then you must love the final fight scene. Oh, my God. There's people <laughs> everywhere. People flying, <laughs> flinging around. What is it? Explosions. Wang and one of the storms are just like flying through the air, like slinging swords at each other. And you're watching this and you're like, my God, this is a Dean movie. <laughs> I was going to say, man, John Carpenter watched a lot of anime before it was popular. You do love yourself some anime. Cowboy Bebop and Trigun are, are great. You should watch them. But yeah, that's big trouble in Little China. <laughs> and, you know, you were talking about the green eyes uh, Kim Cattrall and Susie Pye actually don't have green eyes. They have brown eyes, so they had to wear contacts for this movie. Uh, Does that, you know, kind of hurt your soul a little bit? I mean, I knew that, but I'm like, guys, like, really? Like, granted, I mean, it makes sense because it's like, oh, they need to have a special, like, feature about them for it to work. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yes, you have brown eyes, which is so unique <laughs> to... 99.9% .9 of humanity. Yes. Yes. So I guess, yeah, it is funny that they did that, but, you know, and that's I mean, my point. Take out the contact lenses, honey. Boom. Lopan, don't watch it no more. But I mean, Lopan's hilarious in this movie. Yeah. I will Indeed. give you that. Yes. Yeah, uh, that voice. <laughs> that voice. And when, when they say things, you're like, you're going to take over the world? How could you do this? You're a monster. And the response is, Indeed. In that really weird, high-pitched, like, evil voice and then he just takes off in his wheelchair and then he just, yeah and then he just leaves and i'm like you, you, 
Oh my that, god, that was so another good. thing, you know. They they trap, you know, Jack and Wang in these wheelchairs that are, you know, very old and made out of wood. It's just like you just, you know, sit back a little too fast in one of those chairs, you're gonna break free. <laughs> Boo is now Boo is doing what Dean does in other movies where he, where she pokes holes in the logic. Just saying. <laughs> you're like these those chairs are so flimsy. IKEA makes better chairs. Come on now. It's true. <laughs> They're 2,000-year-old wheelchairs, honey. Come exactly. On. So you're going to be able to break out of a chair like that. Not have to, you know, knock yourself onto the floor and then, you know, get we one of your many... yourselves around. Get one of your many uh, boot, boot knives. knives. The, the, also, does Jack Byrne just have a collection of, like, six boot knives? I think so, because, I mean, he never ran out. There was always one available. And when in the fight where he his gun jams and he has to get his boot knife out and he... And he loses it because he pulled it out too fast and it fell out of his hands and he had to go get it. By the time he came back, he was going, ah, Wang had already defeated like eight guys. Yeah. I mean, he even, you know, did like the full circle of running up and down a wall and defeating people. And he's just, you know, struggling because he impaled somebody with his boot knife and he couldn't, you know, free himself. The guy was heavy. I'm was sorry. Just like, like, oh my God. It's so good to just see like Jack Burton just kind of bumble his way through an action movie and that because it's because this is wang's movie and wang is like the action hero he's fighting everybody he's doing all the cool stuff he gets all the best stuff he's got the backstory he's got the backstory he has the motivation you know he's trying to save his fiance from this evil you know sorcerer he knows all the lore and jack is like they stole my truck i've been paying insurance on that for 10 years i gotta get it back and I kept thinking, screw your truck. You know, you've got a guy here that's fighting for his woman. We get backstory that... But he's got to save the pork chop express. No. <laughs> you have Wang here that, you know, tells him, you know, I used to sleep on the floor. I've saved every penny. I've scrubbed floors. I've done this, you know, to bring my woman here to have a better life with her. And Jack's just like, gotta find me my truck. It's so <laughs> and good. And drive off into the sunset. It's so good. It's so good. But yeah, like that, yeah, I love this movie. This movie's great. I, ho- I hope you got a better feeling about it, the laughs coming coming from this. I hope you enjoy it a little bit more now. When we talk about it, I usually have a, a better time, but the whole time I was like, oh my god, he's making me watch a Dean movie. <laughs> this is a you movie all the way. Well, next week we have a you movie. Uh, next week we ha- I have a Wii movie because Wii movie. we both love this movie and a lot of people love this movie. This is true. So next week to continue with our appreciation towards comedy, we are going to be watching Hot Fuzz with Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Uh, one of my one of my favorites. Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. I can't wait to watch it. Me too. But if you guys wanted to watch watch it with us or listen to us talk about it where can they find us well if you want to find us on social media you can find us on instagram and facebook at the film club podcast and if you want to listen to us on a different platform than you currently are you can find us on anchor fm apple podcasts spotify breaker google podcasts and just about anywhere else podcasts are available would you like to plug your other channel well i would love to if you want to listen to me talk about well two movies at the same time you why don't you go and listen to the Double Feature podcast? Um, that's the one I do with my friend David. We bring two movies together, talk about them, compare, contrast them, and just, you know, be kind of pretentious for a little bit. But it's fun. And you can find that on the YouTube channel In The Frame, as well as 
every podcast site you can think of. I dare you. Um, but yeah. Oh, he's daring people I'm now. I'm daring people. But yeah, and um, other than that, boo, I think we had a good one this week. It was an adventure. So, we'll see you next week at the phone club. Peace. <laughs>